it's up to you and me to shine a guiding light and lead the way. United by our cause, we have the power to pursue what we believe. We'll achieve the realization of our dreams. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of New Horizons. I'm Vaughan Benison. This week we conclude our conversation with Joel Snyder. Remember for the last couple of weeks we've been speaking with Joel about audio description in the US and overseas. This week we talk about some of the things that have been done and can be done to progress the cause of audio description. What advocacy work is being done in the US at the moment in other jurisdictions? And what do you think Australian advocacy groups really need to be thinking about and working on to make sure that audio description increases? Well, you know, I'm very glad you asked that because um, one reason why I think the UK is ahead of us is the strength of the Royal National Institute of of Blind People. Uh, It is one national service organization that is politically connected um their patrons in high places and such and and they've made it clear that their members they need this support and uh it it has helped to legislate a mandate for description on television that's far beyond what we have which is in the u.s it's less than one percent and they have over ten percent or something um that's one thing in the united states we have well, a number of national service organizations, the American Council of the Blind has been the most active with regard to promoting audio description. There's also the National Federation of the Blind. There's the the Lighthouse. Uh, there's um, oh any number of there's the American Foundation for the Blind, uh, which is mostly a research organization. There are plenty of organizations, and I think they need to come together uh, in the cause of audio description, but. Even, even, you know, just the American Council of the Blind, where I've been affiliated with them for quite some time, you know, they were really the driving force in getting the legislation passed that required audio description. Uh, not only that, they were the driving force. Uh, they, they, they created, uh, with, with, the, with me, created the Audio Description Project about 12 years ago and through that project we've we've tried to advocate for description in all venues in museums in in theaters live theaters in um, movie theaters on television etc we actually uh, were able to get uh, the white house during the obama administration to create an audio described tour of the White House, you know, our our White House, where the president lives, you can actually tour portions of public portions of the White House, and they have a set tour. It's not guided by anybody, but you, it's self-guided. You go uh, through a path. It's wonderful. Not so wonderful if you're blind, because nobody's tell, telling you anything about it. Well, we we fixed that. We developed a description for each room in the White House on this tour, voiced by a blind person, uh, and it, it really had a, a great deal of success. So that's thanks to the American Council of the Blind and the Audio Description Project. Uh, in fact, let me share with you the, the URL for our website. We have a number of initiatives. Probably the most visible is our website, which is simply ADP, Audio Description Project, dot ACB, dot org. And you can, you can go to that website and find out what's on television right now. 
with audio description? What movies have audio description? In your state, what performing arts centers have description? Uh, in your state, what museums have description? It's really a great resource. And then plenty of articles about what description is and, and how it's produced, etc. So uh, we even have five or six now podcasts in the United States that uh, discuss audio description and its various aspects. So all of that, I think, helps to oh spread the word and and uh, basically make it clear to to sighted folks to everybody to to people who are blind who have never experienced description how how much description can can include them in the culture of of a nation in film in television in theater um and i think that's real important so we're we're i think we're on the upswing i'm 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 optimistic but but uh, um it's slow going sometimes Mm. Have you found that there are any particular arguments or hooks, if you like, that uh, that can encourage politicians to take this seriously that uh, we might use in Australia? Boy, you know, personal connection and involvement um, does goes a long way. What I mean by that is um, uh, if you have a legislator who's married to somebody who's blind, who has a, a daughter or a son who's blind, has that connection, a sibling perhaps, uh, boy, they're going to be sympathetic. You know, they're going to understand what this does to involve this community in a nation's culture. Um, that has that has gone a long way. Um, celebrities, uh, Stevie Wonder, uh, everybody knows Stevie Wonder worldwide, you know, and he has been a great force in actually going to Congress and, and lobbying for the passage of the mandate on audio description. Um, so those are kinds of things that you can certainly uh, tap into. Um, some um, in Canada and in the UK, they have produced really quite wonderful PSAs, public service announcements for television that get the word out to sighted people about the power of audio description and and oftentimes in a fun way um there's a wonderful one out of the netherlands that just this hilarious actually um anyway those kinds of things can all play a part in, in spreading the word and and hopefully nudging legislators in the right direction Mm. Yeah, Australia's done its bit um, in terms of the TV for All project that Blind Citizens Australia established a few years ago. Right, I don't right. know whether that's lost momentum. I haven't heard anything from it for quite some mm. time, but uh, that certainly had some some PSAs developed and some um, some advocacy work done through through that. And that's largely how the audio description uh, targets got put on the ABC sure. and the SBS three years ago. Are there any other uh, final comments that you would have before we finish up? Well, I, I'm so glad, Vaughn, that you're doing this and, and shining a light on the need for audio description. Um, Australia has a way to go. We have a way to go, certainly. Um, and I, you know, I think, I think it comes down to the, the, the notion that there's, there's no good reason why a person with a physical disability must also be culturally disadvantaged. There's, there's, there's no reason for that. And, um, you know, if a, if a building is built with a ramp, the person who uses a wheelchair no longer has a disability. They can get into the building, you know. And in the same way, if television is broadcast, uh, films are broadcast, live theaters broadcast with description, 
Well, then there's no longer a, a, the disability of blindness because you can enjoy that play, that television show, that film, right along with your family and your friends and be a part of your culture. And I think, um, you know, I think to the extent that culture is more accessible, you know, people become more socially involved. They become, um, uh, they become more social people uh, in a way. And, and um, perhaps that even leads to uh, more employability. Vaughn, um, I, I don't know, but certainly in the United States, we, we talk about a 70% unemployment rate for people who are blind. I like to think that audio description in the long term can, can actually uh, help with that. Yeah, I, I think there's an absolutely real possibility of that. There's a number of blind people out there who who have a really good use of their voice, who can uh, who can read Braille well enough, or even take it from from uh, a screen reader well enough to be able to provide audio description once the script is is provided. I've done several myself, uh, and and you know, short videos and uh, and some more extended ones as well as some uh, some. Uh, animations and ads and things like that so there's there's absolutely a very real possibility of uh, avenues for employment that are provided along there absolutely with i'm so glad you raised that because some of the best audio description voice talents in america are people who are blind some of the best audio editors uh for television and film are people who are blind totally blind um, and in the same way too, the development of the scripts uh, we, we were beginning to use more and more um, people as quality control experts and many of those people are people who are blind who not the, not just that they're blind but they know audio description and they bring that special perspective to it uh, you, you end up with a better product mm. so yeah, it's interesting. When you start to include people for whom the service or product is provided, you start to that's develop right. that product and make it make it better. I think that's universally yep. understood, but not always applied to disabled people generally. That's right. That's mm. right. Yes. Well, yeah. Joel, thanks once again for being a part of this program. It's been great of to course. talk to you. Thank you so much, Vaughn. I appreciate it. Please give my regards to John Simpson and uh, others at Blind Citizens Australia. Uh, and uh, throughout uh, the Australia, and hopefully we're getting past this COVID thing. I'll be able to, to visit Australia again. Uh, uh, I would love to do that. And a reminder, the website Joel mentioned was adp.acb.org, adp.acb.org. And we'll speak with Blind Citizens Australia very shortly to get an update on what's happening with audio description in Australia. Now, we've all heard many times on this program and others about the discrimination that is regularly faced by guide dog users, particularly in regard to taxis and rideshares. But of course, guide dogs are often refused access to public places and businesses all over Australia. And of course, it happens overseas just as much. This is not only highly traumatic to the person concerned, but is also very much against the law. And unfortunately, punitive measures and enforcement processes differ across the states in Australia. But I'm very sad to say that discrimination against people who are not guide dog users is still very much alive. Next week in the program, we speak with Vanessa Ransley. For those of you who are unaware, Vanessa was refused service at a bar in South Australia fairly recently. We're going to talk to Vanessa about that, and I'd like to hear from you. I want to hear about some of the most egregious experiences you've had with discrimination in the last few years. You can either email me and I'll read them on the program or you can send an audio recording. You can email new.horizons at bca.org.au. 
We don't want anything too long, maybe just 30 seconds, just a very brief outline of what happened and what you did about it. Over the next few weeks in the program, we'll be speaking to some new staff members of Blind Citizens Australia. If you've got any story ideas or thoughts for the program, contact me. Once again, the email address is new.horizons at bca.org.au. New.horizons at bca.org.au. If you'd like to contact Blind Citizens Australia more generally, you can call 1800 1800 or you can email bca at bca.org.au. And as a reminder, Blind Citizens Australia relies heavily on donations from its members and from the broader community. If you'd like to find out how you can donate to BCA, have a look at the website bca.org.au. There's plenty of information on that website, not only about how you can donate, but about happenings in the blind community and also other things of interest to blind and vision impaired people and those who work with them. You might want to look at, for example, the Eye to the Future project that's uh, regarding employment, and we've heard about that many times on the program. You can look at the back catalogue of New Horizons through the podcast feed if you want to find out more about that program. If you'd like to subscribe to Blind Citizens Australia's New Horizons program, then search for Blind Citizens Australia in your podcast app of choice, or you can have a look at the website if you'd like to see individual episodes. As a reminder, though, only the last few episodes are shown on the website. Blind Citizens Australia is the podcast to search for. You'll find two there. One of them is Blind Citizens News, our regular news magazine. And the other one, of course, is New Horizons, where you will find New Horizons. You'll also find the recently released An Eye for Business podcast series, a 12-episode series where we talk about entrepreneurs who are blind or vision impaired. In the meantime, I'm Vaughan Benison. Thanks for your company for the last 15 minutes or so. I'll talk to you again next week. We'll achieve the realisation of a dream Of a dream